Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 9.30 present The Drive. It is Friday, August 4th. Your weekend is here, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to be here until 6 o'clock. The text line is open now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Already getting some of your texts in. We'll get to those here in the next few minutes. We've got a fun show today. We're going to hear a little bit more from Coach Huff. Ahead of fans' first day, we'll hear from the head coach talking about the upcoming season. And don't forget, tomorrow is fans' first day. This is replacing Fan Day at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So there's going to be an opportunity for you to get those schedule posters. I know that's a big deal for a lot of people. Schedule posters, you get to get them signed this time. Not just the football poster the cross-country poster, the volleyball poster, the men's and women's soccer posters. Those will be there tomorrow. I, thankfully, thanks to Ryan Crisp over at Marshall yesterday coming in, he brought me a a stash. I've got the studio decorated with every poster that is out so far. So appreciate Marshall and Ryan Crisp yesterday for coming over and telling us a little bit more about Fan Day. And if you missed that, you can go back to our podcast now. The best way to get it is on our website, WRVC, but you can also find it on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And speaking of Fan Day, since we're talking a little bit about that before Saturday, and that's going to be fun, I think, opportunity for you to see not only the football team, but several other teams, including volleyball and soccer. Coach Huff earlier this week talked about Fan Day and what it means not just to have football out there, but to also have some of those other teams. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes to get to see these young men and women without um, their uniform on or on the court or on the field, um, I think is good. I always tell our guys we love doing community service because when we get out in the community, it helps us identify the why. Why are the fans so passionate? Why do the fans care so much? Um, and Fan Day and those type of events really help the fans get to know some of these 40 new players, really get to know who is the new linebacker that's here, who's the new tight end. Um, some of the fans, I'm sure they've probably got posters all the way back to the 1980s you know, that they got signed. Um, and those are the things that make Marshall special, that connection, that continuous support, the pass down of support, mothers and fathers saying to their kids, hey, here's the poster that I got signed in 1990. You're going to go get one in 2023. Um, that, to me, is what makes Marshall and the Huntington community really special. Coach Huff talking about the opportunity that the fans will have tomorrow and the fact that the students will get to come out and see what it's all about. So Fan Day no longer. It's Fan's First Day. That's tomorrow at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. We'll hear more from Coach throughout the hour. We'll get your text in as well. Again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got a lot to talk about today. Conference realignment, the Big Ten, big news of the day. Big Ten has 
pretty much cleared the path for Oregon and Washington to be members of the conference. So the Pac-12 is starting to fall apart. And I should maybe walk that back a little bit. Not starting to fall apart. It's just falling apart. There a lot of people thinking that maybe the Pac-12 will cease. I don't think the brand will go away. It's just going to be watered down tremendously. Because Southern California and UCLA basically kicked the door down and opened it up for all of the, I guess, all the teams to start looking to get out. So with those defections last summer, and now with Oregon and Washington pretty much going to be joining the Big Ten's membership, the Big Ten where math really never mattered after a certain point, up to 18 schools with four located on the West Coast. Can you believe it took, I thought they were going to stay there forever, UCLA, Southern Cal, they leave. Then Colorado makes its announcement, departing from the Pac-12 to join the Big 12 yet next year. And honestly, this is really... The fault of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 had an opportunity to strengthen its brand, made some missteps, including not going back to the table, trying to renegotiate the media deal, the package. Should have been a little bit more aggressive on that front. Also should have been a little bit more aggressive as far as adding teams to the conference. And, of course, that means taking some of the teams out of the Big 12. Could have cherry-picked the Big 12 a little bit. Instead, the Big 12 is is looking pretty good right now. At this point, Power 5 is not a thing anymore. It's going to be P4, if we're going to call that. It's going to be Group of Six. I still think something's going to happen. A conference is going to have to go by the wayside. I think one or two will go by the wayside. We're getting to super conferences, and our text line is open, and that's a question we just got a few minutes ago. On the text line, what does Marshall's future look like now that we are heading to super conferences? Well, I think the Sun Belt's solid right now. I don't think that there's going to be any true defections anytime soon coming out of the Sun Belt. It just makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, and how much more of a – a bump would you get if you got into the American? Because let's be honest, the American still may be ripe for a defection or two. And we don't want a repeat of Conference USA with some of the teams that left. You don't want that once again. So I think you're in a good situation with Marshall being in the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt seems solid. The Sun Belt, I think, is playing not not for runner-up here because – You have SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, possibly the ACC if it can get its act together. The Pac-12 is going to go by the wayside. I never thought I'd see that day. And what's left? you got the Mountain West. The Mac's going to Mac. The Mac's always just going to Mac. No worries there. The Mac is going to Mac. And that leaves you with the American and the Sun Belt probably jockeying for position right now. You could see possibly 
and again, a lot of work's going to have to go into this. You could see the American and the Sun Belt being the two premier group of whatever that number is going to be, leagues. And I don't think Marshall starts looking for a new home anytime soon. I think the Sun Belt's a good fit for Marshall. I think Marshall's a good fit for the Sun Belt. And unless you have major, major defections, and again, what do you do to try to strengthen this conference? Do you go higher? Do you try to come up with a higher number to win an arms race? I guess that's what I'm looking for. Do you really want to try to win an arms race in college athletics right now? Once upon a time, conferences made sense. The geography for the most I mean, the Mid-American Conference makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense. The geography is right. The SEC, to some degree, made sense, makes sense. The Big Ten at one point made sense, and now it's all over the place. So we've got these super conferences looming. What's that going to mean, though? And will the television money continue to flow? I mean, we've seen layoffs at ESPN, the worldwide leader. We've seen layoffs at ESPN, part of a larger initiative from the parent company. Right now, the Pac-12 couldn't even get a deal done with NBC or some of the other outlets out there. Not getting the money that it thought as a league should get. That money just wasn't out there to begin with. And now we're looking at streaming. Apple TV is trying to get into college athletics. Right now, Apple is in MLS. And Apple's got MLB. And honestly, that's great if you want to follow the day-to-day of baseball. You want to follow baseball, there's a streaming package for you, and that's great. Usually, and that's been falling apart as well, keep this in mind, the regional sports networks, the RSNs, not exactly the most firm ground you can talk about right now. Not exactly overflowing here. And so big dollars are being spent. you got to justify those big dollars. you got to make that money back to make the investment worth it. You don't lose your shirt on that investment. And so the money's just not out there for the Pac-12. The money's out there for the SEC. Why? Because the SEC is a brand that we all watch. The money's out there for the Big Ten. Why? Because the Big Ten is a brand we all watch. The ACC, to a degree, is a brand we all watch. It's come and go a little bit. I think the ACC brand is better than maybe some. Because when I'm watching basketball, I'm I'm watching ACC, right? Or SEC, for that matter. But the branding of the Pac-12 has faltered so much that now... I don't know how much that branding is going to be worth if they can try to reconstitute that. And where do they go? Do they try to pull from the Mountain West? I mean, you're going to basically steal the best from the Mountain West and try to hold on to the Pac-12 brand? Is that even going to be worth it? Or would the Mountain West be the aggressor? I don't know. Because where's the money? We don't know what the grant of rights money is going to look like. We don't know. 
because there's not a deal out there. And that's where the Pac-12 has faltered terribly trying to get that done. And there's no value. There's value in some of the schools, but there's no value in that league right now, especially with Southern California and UCLA bolting and now Colorado. Now Colorado's hot right now because of Prime, Coach Prime. But if you're the Big Ten, you've kind of already done the homework. And now Oregon and Washington, the the path is clear. You know what? I like Oregon in the Big Ten. I'm okay with that. Washington in the Big Ten. If you ask me some of the biggest names brand-wise on the West Coast, what are those brands? Well, to me, it used to be UCLA, Southern Cal, Oregon, Washington, other brands have come and gone. Colorado used to be a brand to me. Now it's a brand again. What also used to be a brand for me is Nebraska, and look where it's at now, and that's another story right there. What if Nebraska would have stayed put? What if a couple of these teams decided to stay put? And now we've got super conferences, and nobody's really thinking about what does this mean for the other sports? And that's why I like the Sun Belt, because if the money was there for Marshall and another conference to kind of offset the travel, then by all means. But I like the makeup of the Sun Belt because the Sun Belt has some continuity to it. The geography is pretty good. The quality of football is getting better. It's tough. I think it's better than Conference USA. And it absolutely helps that you've got matchups that are close by. I mean, that was one thing about the Mid-American Conference. You could travel. And it was always fun to travel in the Southern Conference. For those of you who don't remember, it was fun to travel in the Southern Conference because you could travel in the Southern Conference. And then you get into Conference USA. And again, Conference USA, that was proposed. And I remember that meeting well where they've got the map showing teams that all of a sudden were leaving, that were leaving Conference USA. And you're looking at, like, hey, Marshall would be right here in the center of this. And then that map got blown up completely. So what does Marshall's future look like? I think if the Sun Belt does smart things, and I hope that's the case, if Sun Belt does smart things, it has an opportunity to maybe increase its stock, be on par with the American, maybe be better than the American. That's going to be a tough fight. And if the American gets poached a little bit, could the Sun Belt do a little bit of its self, do some poaching itself? Could that happen? I think that's a possibility, but some things are going to have to happen for the American. And really, where will – I think the teams that are in the American aren't going anywhere. Is the Big 12 going to snatch up more teams from the American? Is the Big 10 going to grab someone from the American? The Big 10 has been grabbing teams from other established conferences. 
the Big 12 is pulling up teams to try to fill the hole, but it's doing a pretty good job with what it has to work with. And the ACC, there could be that Florida State defection. I mean, if you're pulling from the conferences, if you're if you're pulling, if you're the Big Ten and the SEC and you're going to start pulling from other conferences, you know, once you're done, I think the Big 12 is fine right now. But once you're done with the Pac-12 and that gets crushed, where do you go next? Well, you look at the ACC. You start pulling away from the ACC, and then is the ACC going to be in a position to start pulling away from other leagues? You know, How many teams from the Big 12 would jump to the ACC? If there's one or two defections and the money can be comparable, maybe you can pull a team away. I don't know. Does West Virginia make sense in the ACC? Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll hear from Coach Huff. we get his comments, and we'll hear from you when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Friday edition. The text line is open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll get your text in in just a few minutes. We're going to hear from Coach Huff as well. Check it in on last night's baseball action. Cubbies beat the Reds 5-3, so the Reds are out of first place. Home stand tonight for the Reds, taking on Washington. 640 is going to be first pitch there. Milwaukee blasted your Pittsburgh Pirates 14-1 yesterday. Pittsburgh's going to face Milwaukee again tonight. 8-10 first pitch. You can hear that game right here on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. And checking in with the Charleston Dirty Birds. Faced off against Lancaster yesterday. Lost that one 14-4. Dirty Birds open up a series at Southern Maryland tonight, 635. And, of course, what I was keeping an eye on, listening to a little bit of, Cleveland Browns beat the Jets in the NFL Hall of Fame game 21-16. But does it really matter? Because, after all, as some have told me before, we're just talking about practice. Practice. But... There was a basketball game with some meaning last night, and Team Heartfire, the team that eliminated her, that beat Bleed Green, the North Texas alumni team, 78-73. to Some good news coming out of last night. John Elmore was named TBT All-Tournament team. So congratulations to John on that honor. That was a heck of a tournament. It was fun. I hope they can ramp it up and do it again next year. And let's make that pitch now. Can we start rattling cages? I don't know if we have to talk to the folks at TBT, if we have to start rattling cages. Christian Spears, are you listening to me? Anyone else that has his ear, are you listening to me? Let's make that push. Let's get the Henderson Center on the the schedule. Let's have the TBT at the Cam Henderson Center. Let's make that happen. Or at least the big Sandy Superstore Arena. I'm sorry. Mountain Health Arena. Let's make that happen. Mountain Health Arena or K 
Cam Henderson Center. Let's get the West Virginia Regional in Huntington. Make that thing alternate a little bit. You could have it in Charleston. You could have it in Huntington. You know what? You could have it in Morgantown. But I think Heard That should get a crack of playing host of this event in Huntington, probably at the Cam Henderson Center. So if you're listening over there at Marshall, can we make that happen for me? What do you think? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our text line to be a part of today's edition of The Drive right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I think it would be great if you could make that happen. I think a lot of people would go to that. I think a lot of Herd fans would go to that. Now, the, the trick here is, if heard that gets eliminated, is the Henderson Center going to look empty? And that's the trick here. You're not going to sell out if it's Heartfire versus the Pitt alumni team, and there's no heard that around. So there's the trick there. Can you get a lot of people interested in going to this? And I think you could. It was a pretty fun tournament, so congratulations to John Elmore and his Heard That squad. I know it was tough. They went to social media, and they uh, apologized. I don't think there's anything you need to apologize. I mean, after all, I mean, we liked it. We had fun. We enjoyed it. You hate that they lost, but at the end of the day, I thought it was a good run. No need to feel upset. You went out there and played your very best. You did what you could. And I get it. It's gut-wrenching. I mean, they were one game away from playing for a million dollars collectively. That's life-changing money right there, even though they are splitting it amongst themselves. That's still life-changing. I get it. A little upset, a little emotions. But I don't think they had anything to be worried about or sorry about. They came out. They played. They got to the Final Four. That's pretty good. Maybe next year they can get to the championship game. Maybe we can get them in Huntington to play this thing. That'll be fun. So hats off to her that, and, of course, Team Heartfire winning the basketball tournament championship. We'll hear from Coach Huff. We've got his comments and remarks when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line remains open, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Tomorrow, big day for Herd fans. Get a chance to go out, see some of the players, get yourself a schedule poster. Fans first day, replacing fan day at Marshall University. The volleyball team's going to be there. The cross-country team's going to be there. The men's and women's soccer teams will be there. Um, I think the – let me rewind that. I think the women's team, if I remember that correctly, their poster is going to be pre-signed. So I don't know if the women's team is actually there. But uh, for everyone else, they're going to be available. But You can get to see the football team and all the other teams. Get those posters signed. I know that's a big deal for a lot of people. And so fans first day tomorrow at the stadium. You can see some of the construction of the scoreboard. I was told we're not going to call it a scoreboard looking for a name. So, yeah, Thundering Herd wanting to kind of come up with a name. And 
I know they're pushing the fans first initiative, so they want the fans to come up with it. Be careful, okay? Whatever you guys throw out there, let's make it good. Seriously, let's make it good. If we're going to do this, if we're going to hand this stuff over, somebody's going to police this a little bit. Let's make this thing sound cool, okay? I, I don't want – I mean, you can throw some names out there. I don't know who ultimately is going to say, yeah, that's good, or no, that's not good. So whatever we try to name this thing, let's let's make sure it's cool. I still like the herd Zillatron, but I don't know if that's going to be thrown out there or not. It should be. But the scoreboard is a big part of some of the cool things that are happening with Marshall football. And stadium improvements, that's one thing that Coach Huff addressed the other day. And he talked about he wants some things of his own on the scoreboard. He's looking for a lot of interaction with the scoreboard as he talks about how these upgrades and these stadium improvements really help the program. Yeah, I was a big uh, proponent of the scoreboard, and I hope they have like the little pierogi race on there so that when we don't move the ball on third down, people won't boo because they'll be watching like where the crab hit the ball. Um, no, I, I think I think again when you talk about where college football is going and where college sports is going, um, the entertainment piece and the game day experience piece is something that we have not been on the forefront of, you know, in in the past. Um, I think these type of things, the baseball stadium, the upgrades to the cam, I think that's closing the gap for us on those things. Obviously, everyone wants to come to the game and watch the game, but there is an entertainment piece to it, um, and I think there is a piece of the game. Uh, where you have to encompass the entire piece, you know, the entertainment, the, the good product on the field, the good experience. Let everybody know the next um, item that we're addressing is the troughs in the bathroom. It's on the list. It's coming. Trust me, we are going to address it. Um, obviously, we're not in a position where we just wave a wand and everyone has gold porcelain um, urinals to use, but we're going to address it. And I think it's just something – that our administration has shown that we're making the steps that we need to make to be the type of program nationally and consistently that we need to be in all phases. Um, I think what we're going to see over the next so many years is the facilities race is going to plateau out when this NIL race starts to take off. You know, obviously there's not going to be as many Taj Mahals of buildings and things now. It's going to be more um, fan, you know, engaging. It's going to be more fan friendly. Um, there's going to be more suites and more, you know, fan areas to where they can enjoy rather than, hey, we got a five million seat stadium. You know, and I think what Marshall has done, Brad Smith, Christian Spears, those guys, they've taken where college sports is going and they're kind of drawing a line that we can get there quickly. And I think these are some of the upgrades that show that. I heard him correctly. Gold plated porcelain. Can you imagine gold plated porcelain? No, that's a big upgrade if and when it happens. If and when it happens. That's a big upgrade right there because the stadium opened in 1991. I was there. I was there when that stadium opened. A lot of you were there when that stadium opened. The facility building, the Shoei, wasn't even finished. It wasn't complete. That was still under construction. And... It's gone through some changes over the years. There have been some reworking to the press facilities in the press box and the sky suites. There's been a lot of reworking in the shoey. The end zone used to be this beautiful grassy knoll 
and you had that scoreboard. Look like a, a, a light bright. You remember that one? I mean, I actually like the scoreboard. I like the scoreboard. Now, the video capabilities were not quite there. Again, it, it looked like a light bright, but, you know, it was it was well done at the time. It had the brick facade. It looked good. And then you expand it and you try to put something up that's going to be a little bit more of a a modern board, and we get that M, which after looking at the M for several years as a scoreboard, I'm glad it's coming down the end zone. I, I don't think that ultimately it really fit in aesthetically with the stadium. I hope that the new board does. It's going to be a lot bigger, that's for sure. It's going to be a, a bigger experience. And you know, once we see the panels and everything, the finished product, you know, we'll get a better idea of how that's going to blend. And, of course, that end zone is going to change over the next several years. I'm sure when the money's there and when the need's there, the sky suites, and, of course, until then, it's going to be tarped. They're not opening that up. I, I know some of you have, you know, off air said, hey, you know, maybe they'll open that up for for big games. Open the, I don't think they're going to do that. Because, again, you're trying to create demand instead of having stadiums where you're trying to increase seating capacity. You're trying to create demand. They create value for the ticket. I mean, it'd be great if you could justify 40,000 seats. I think over 30 is pretty good right now. I think that's a solid number and Marshall should be happy with that number. Marshall fans should be happy with that number until there is a, a time in my life where, really, we need to expand and the number would be justified. So until then, I think the track is you want to try to make as many improvements to the stadium as you possibly can that are going to be fan-friendly. Here we go with that fan-first initiative. But yeah, this is something that has always been an issue for me. You want to improve, and I've talked about this several years you want to improve the experience. You want quality of life improvements, and that includes, as Coach Huff mentioned, the bathrooms. That's a big deal. Bathrooms are important. You want to have the capacity. If you want to have you want to have big time events at that football stadium, you better get your facilities to the point where it's a big time event. And I'm not talking about seating capacity, but the facilities are big time and you can be capable of hosting big time events. You want to be big time, you got to look, you got to sound, you got to act. You have to present yourself as big time. You want to be big time, you got to start doing the big time things. We'll hear more from Coach Huff when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Hope to see some of you out there on Fan Day tomorrow. Oh, I can't say that anymore. It's Fan's First Day. So we'll see you tomorrow, and then it's load management for me for the next week as we get set for football season. Looking forward to that, but until that happens, of course, and we'll have a show next week. It just won't be me, but load management next week. Coach Huff, 
Saturday. We'll get his comments on practice, camp, and, of course, fans' first day. And we'll have player interviews as well. Stay, stay locked in on the podcast feed. That's a big hint for you. Stay locked on the podcast feed as more content will be going up on the podcast feed as bonus material. So you might start seeing more updates to your feed with interviews standalone that maybe just don't make it on the show. So there's a hint for you to follow the podcast, subscribe, like, be a member, whatever it takes, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We've been listening to Coach Huff's comments. He addressed the media earlier this week. He had a lot to say as we're into camp full swing. And one of the questions that was asked of Coach was about where Marshall was picked, fourth in the East Division. And Coach was asked if he was a bulletin board guy or not. And if you're a bulletin board guy, are you really going to tell people you're a bulletin board guy? I don't think so. And if you're not a bulletin board guy, you're not going to say anything that's going to go on someone else's bulletin board, right? I don't know how you properly respond to this, but I think Coach Huff did a pretty good job. You don't want to actually put out their bulletin board material, do you? No, I'm not a bulletin board kind of guy because, honestly, I don't think you guys know what you're talking about. But um... – and, and, I, and I say that with most respect as possible. Um, I do look at it and say, wow, there must be a lot of talent in this league that we got to prepare for. I don't get into, you know, oh, we got disrespected or you guys only asked me three questions or you ranked me last. Or, that, that doesn't move the needle for me. We're an intrinsic motivated football team. Um, I'm an intrinsic motivated person. Like, I don't need a rah-rah speech to get me going. Um, I wake up motivated. I wake up doing everything that I love to do. I'm probably the only person in the world that's like working like his dream job. I get to wake up every day and do what I want to do. So I try to get our football team to be intrinsically motivated. Like I tell them all the time, if somebody can turn you on, then there's somebody out there who can turn you off. Um, If you turn yourself on, then you're the only one that can turn you off. There's going to be people that have opinions. There's going to be people that have um, different views that shouldn't affect how you come to work. If they ranked us first or last, should we like cancel practice? You know, two days from now because they ranked us first. And um, so, obviously, I think you know it's 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 good to for me because I look at it and say, well, wow, there's three other teams out there that obviously are doing something really well. Um, so we have to be prepared not only to face those three teams, but all the other teams in our league um, that have a lot of talent as well. I do want to point out that was a coach's poll. Where the herd was picked fourth, that was a coach's poll. So, can't blame that one on us, coach. That's the only thing I'm going to say. You can't blame that particular one on us. So, not a bulletin board guy, and that's a good point because if you look at that kind of stuff, and then you're going to get distracted by that kind of stuff. And the great thing about this time of year right now, and coach talked a little bit about it, is is the fact that there's not much to distract this team right now. We're in August, first part of August, and class hasn't started yet, so you don't have to worry about that at this moment. And all you have to do is just focus on being a football team right now, and Coach Huff talked about that. This is one of those times in the schedule where you, know, you want to just focus on football. You want to sort of be like a pro athlete. Just Your only job's football. 
Yeah, here it is. Yeah, I think, again, this this one month here where we kind of just get to put ourselves in a bubble and really just concentrate on relationship building, identity creating, and football um, it is probably the best month of the year. You know, obviously, when we get to the back end of this month, school's going to start, guys are going to have classes and being able to manage the other side. But for the next three weeks, three and a half weeks, I mean, you can really dive into what you say you love. Um, and how many times in life do you really get to do that? You know, obviously we all got jobs and families and other things going on, but how many times in life do you really just get to put yourself in a bubble and dive into what you love, not have to worry about what's next, not have to worry about, you know, class or a class assignment or I got this paper due or, hey, I got a midterm coming up plus a game. Um, so we're going to enjoy it. We're going to enjoy it. A lot of it is going to be football, obviously, but a lot of it is going to be what these guys will remember 10, 20, 30 years down the road, and that's the the grind of a football camp. And the, the things that you guys won't be able to report that we learn and go through and talk about that ultimately will create whatever the 2023 identity is going to be. Coach Huff talking about the identity of this team. Every year it's a new identity. It's a new team. You've got veterans on this team that carry over, but he's stressing the fact that this is now the 2023 team, and this is not a team that went out and beat Notre Dame. This is not that team. That team was last year. Last year's team beat Notre Dame. Now, what does last year's win over Notre Dame do for this year's team? Coach Huff explains. Well, I think what it does is it validates the process. Um, Starting today, when we have our first team meeting tonight at 6 o'clock, that'll be the last time we talk about Notre Dame. Um, The reality is we are going to have to talk about it because you guys are going to find a way to ask me a question about it. Um, But we're going to move on from talking about Notre Dame and start talking more about the process that got us the Notre Dame win. Um, And really, how can we focus and be more – Um, devoted to that process? How can we be more consistent in that process? Because we've seen when we are consistent in the process what it can do for us. Now, instead of talking about September, was it 9th, 18th, whatever it was, in Notre Dame and South Bend, let's talk about the process today. How can we do what we did that week, that preseason, that offseason? How can we do more of that today? How can we be more consistent with it? Um, It makes a lot of sense for the outside world, and it always will, you know. Um, and we don't shy away from it. But the focus has got to kind of shift now to, okay, what made us successful on that Saturday? And how can we replicate that today, tomorrow, and moving forward? Of course we're going to talk about Notre Dame. Everyone's talking about Notre Dame, Coach. You know that. He knows. He addressed that. He said that. You know, we're going to work that in. But to his point, last year's team beat Notre Dame. That collection of young men beat Notre Dame. This year's team, this collection, collectively hasn't beaten Notre Dame. But you can take those lessons. How did that team beat Notre Dame? What did that team do? And what can you do to replicate that success? And speaking of replicating success, we're out of time. So, we'll be back with you on Monday. It'll be a collection of the finest that Kendrick Communications has to offer while I am on load management.
I'll be back with you soon, though. Uh, Thanks, everyone, this week coming on. I do appreciate it. I'll be back with you a week from Monday. Until then, check the podcast feed. I'll tell you that one more time. Check the podcast feed. While I'm away, there might be some things that pop up on there. Some interviews. Be raw material, but there might be some stuff that pops up on the podcast feed. So you better subscribe now. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That's the best way to get the show if you can't listen live. And next week, that's the only place that you might get some of this material. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Until then, have a great night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.